Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events behind the scenes footage and so much more plus you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon it's in you please be in it visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now that's podcast with an s thanks from kqed Welcome back to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. In celebration of National Poetry Month in April, we asked listeners to submit recordings of their original poems for a chance to be featured on air. And we got an amazing response, 115 submissions, including this one. My name is Kavita Sridhar, and I write writing poem as a passion. And today I want to recite one of my poems on friendship. Always together. When I am hurt, and you feel it. When you feel it, I decide to ignore. When you, when I ignore, you agree. When you agree, I forget. When I forget, you come back. And when you come back, we walk together again. No sorry, no forgiveness, just friendship. Always together. That was Kavita Schrieder and her poem, Always Together. And if you're passionate about poetry, tell us about it. What do you love about it? What does it mean to you? You can email us at forum at kqed.org or get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at KQED Forum. And joining me now to present some more of the poems we received is Forum producer and fill-in host, Ariana Prail. Hey, Ariana. Hey, morning, Mina. And you produce this mini poetry segment that we've been doing on Fridays this month. And I know it's also sort of a labor of love for you because you're a poet yourself. I am. Shall I kick a little something for you? Please. I'll keep it brief. <laughs> so this is my haiku for prints that I wrote in 2001. Vibrating clouds form. Purple raindrops gather sound. Musical water. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love that. Lo and I love Prince, so as you can tell. And I understand there's a poet in your family, too. There, There is a poet in my family, my mom. Um, she, she writes her poetry in Korean, actually, and then a friend in her poetry group translates them into English. And she was actually really thrilled that you liked one Aww. of her poems. And, and this one that you liked uh, is about also about rain, and it's called A Sudden Shower. 가끔은 하늘도 화가 나서 퍼붓고 싶은가 보다. 우르르 쿵쾅 샤. 이 땅의 먼지들이 씻겨 나아간다. At times, the sky must get angry and wants to pelt. Roaring, rocking, pouring. The dust of this land is washed away. If I had known there would be a sudden shower, all the things I don't want to remember, all those would have been left outside. On a sudden shower days, 
I will be standing there as if nothing happened. The sun mischievously smiles broadly. I love that imagery. And, you know, we did get a number of poems that took on the theme of nature, whether as metaphor or appreciation of it. And one of those poems is The Pink-Leaved Blossom Tree by Nicholas Bowen, who is 10 years old. Wow. Okay, let's have a listen. Yes. The Pink-Leaved Blossom Tree by Nicholas Bowen. I am 10 years old. There was a pink-leaved blossom tree that got prettier as the days went by. And every time I looked at it, my voice turned to a sigh. It was growing in my garden, getting taller every day. I sat down in my chair as my ears shaded away. I admired that tree, even in my dreams. But then I woke up and I started to see that there were not many days left for me. So I might as well sit down and admire the blossom tree. And Nicholas wasn't the only young poet we heard from, actually. Here's another one. And this one is called? Yeah. Siddharth Hassan. Hello. My name is Siddharth Hassan. I am in fifth grade, and I live in Mountain View, California. My poem is titled, Yellow. Yellow. Yellow is the feeling you get when you're outside having fun. Yellow is the color of the big bright sun. Yellow is the sound of a nice breeze. Yellow is the taste of hot and gooey cheese. Yellow is the sound of a happy parade. Yellow is the taste of ice cold lemonade. Yellow is the feeling you get when you're helped by a friend. Yellow is the sound of bones getting a mend. Yellow is the color of a vivid flower. Yellow is the smell of a steaming hot shower. Yellow is the feeling you get after a hard day's work. Yellow is the color of a bright field where animals lurk. Yellow is the smell outside on a hot summer day. Yellow is the feeling you get when there's a kind word you hear someone say. Yellow is the color of a bright shooting star. Yellow is the sound of a starting car. And yellow is a color that is warm and mellow. And this is one, that poem is another representation of one of the reasons I love poetry so much. It turns one color into multitudes, if you want it to. And I just love the way it inspires us to imagine, like in this next poem that we received. Yeah, there, this next poem is, is so sweet. It's another one where you take something that you don't always think about and you really ruminate on it for a long time. It's called The Ladybug Band by Meg Adler. Have you ever seen a ladybug playing a violin or making sweet music on an old accordion? Maybe I was dreaming, but I swear I think there was a ladybug band playing by the ranunculus. They practice every evening after a working day. Some drum on tambourines, others pick the bass. It's more of an orchestra. Everyone joins in until the sun goes down and daylight grows too thin. Then once a month or so, they put on a show. All bugs in the garden get dressed up to go. The butterflies wear bow ties, roly-polies in shiny shoes. Spiders love their fancy hats and dancing to the blues. So anytime a ladybug lands upon your hand, maybe they are asking if you'd like to hear the band. There's so much in a garden that we don't always know. But if you listen well, you may hear a tuba blow. 
We're talking about the power of poetry and hearing the poems listeners shared in response to forums call out like this one, The Ladybug Band by by Meg Adler. I'm talking with Ariana Prail, forum producer and fill-in host, who also came up with this poetry segment idea for us. And we've asked you, our listeners, if you want to share what you love about poetry and what it means to you, tell us. You can get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at KQED Forum or email us at forum at kqed.org. This listener writes, there's something about the precision of language and poetry that encourages its writers and readers to see the world exactly for what it is. Yes, that's that's actually a really great encapsulation. And we also received poems that had, you know, a more pensive and sometimes somber tone that really did kind of take that time with the language, um, reflecting the reality of the times we're in, too. Um, one of those was by Albert Flynn de Silver, who, after reaching out to him about airing his poem, I found out was the first poet laureate of Marin County. Oh, actually. my gosh. Well, well, let's hear his poem. A haiku for California. Pair of black vultures glide between two burnt trees, not a word between them. A haiku from Albert Flynn de Silver. It's a reminder that California has become synonymous with wildfire. I mean, I feel a silence there in that haiku, the, the silence that, that occurs after destruction in some way. Yeah, and just, I mean, the imagery is so clear and it's something that sadly we are familiar with as Californians that you really can vividly see the vultures flying and you know what those burnt trees look like. Um, and, you know, we just did our segment on Monday that was looking at the fire season and, and how it's going to be sooner um, than it has before. So, yeah, it's amazing when you can have such few words that can evoke um, so many feelings. Well, uh, next up, we have a poem by Sylvie Asilvar, and it's titled, Because the World's Heart is on Fire. Because the world's heart is on fire. Take the air in like your truest friend, because it, like death, is your body's constant, most consistent companion. Say yes to the heavy rise and fall of your chest when sleep comes, and you dream of waking in a field of dandelions bursting to seed, Miles of softness matching how you hold your own hand in your hand. Fold your fingers over your own fingers, imagining each pointer and pinky and thumb is a friend giving another friend a hug. Be stranger to no one, especially yourself. When you feel distant from who you think you are meant to be, spend every minute of brushing your teeth looking in the mirror at the centers of your eyes until your pupils dilate, signifying you are in love. Do not be afraid of loving everything. Even the dead jellyfish on the beach still glowing a bit of purple inside translucent skin, or the car alarm going off at 3 a.m. when you just began your cycle of REM, or the browning leaves of the orchid you can't get to bloom again, or the homeless man who screams and spits, or the shoelace that breaks off when you tie it, or the missing last page of the novel you couldn't wait to finish, or the doubt in your head that keeps trying to convince you your efforts at efforting are worthless. No matter what, do not die another death inside. Do ignite the fire starter that's easy to light, or the firecrackers that remind you of being a child, and run around with sparklers in daytime, making sure not to catch your hair or the too dry grass. 
because the world's heart is on fire and you must not also burn away into piles of ash. Thank you, Sylvia Alcivar, for that. And we have more comments coming in from listeners. This one writes, My late mom used to write poetry, and there's a line of hers I always think of in April. I saw spring come today, coughing and lurching in a thin green coat. Mm. And then Grace writes, I'm listening in my car to the 10. Between that caller, Barry, and Mina's mom reading her poetry, I'm calling this hour <laughs> crying in the Nissan Leaf. <laughs> great hour. Oh, thanks, Grace. <laughs> wow, that's yes, great. Bringing lots of feelings and, and imagery on this hour. Um, well, we can go on to another poem, I suppose, and keep the train rolling. We got some more, we have some more poets on staff here at KQED, and our colleague Jeffrey Edelapore shared his poem, Desert Frost, with us. It was all burned by the sun, the valley swollen with strip malls, the ash-brown hills pocked with gray rocks and the remnants of human hands, a check suitcase filled with sand the lining torn open to rot and dust. Slabs of broken concrete littering the dry riverbed, a chain-link fence crowning the high embankment, gone with rust and warped by the daylight's constant blaze. We walked here, past the cacti, the alien howl of the peacocks, their brilliant plumes hidden behind the walls of a compound. Do you remember? I once found a feather, the indigo eye circling on a black matte plane, gazing back at us or beyond our bodies to the horizon, seeing nothing at all, its beauty intact and useless. Our gripped hands held and released a pressure, the language of skin on skin. Love, sunset signaled our turn to home, the sky's spare colors, just rose flesh and blue. The cold would descend at dusk, a whiteness taking hold inside the night. I couldn't wait to undress, embrace and kiss. I thought I would always keep you warm. We're talking about the power of poetry and hearing the poems that listeners shared in response to Forum's call out. And you're listening to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. Wow, Ariana Prail. I, I mean, I love realizing the hidden talents of our colleagues. Yes, who knew? I didn't, anyway. Uh, and his words, they just felt so delicate. I really loved listening to that. And I love poems also that leave you with that, like, hmm, feeling after, you know, when you hear it, you just kind of like, yeah. take it in. Um, and that's something that I actually felt listening to this next poem that we have. It's called The Flesh of Time by Echo Driscoll. The Flesh of Time. How do you spend time with quarters and pennies tossed into sun splash fountains, meager transactions for any sweet bitter moment? How bold it is to claim that we can spend time like crumpled dollars ordered in a register in exchange for some fruit or a single box of yet-to-be-bent spaghetti. I guess we are just hungry for something, anything that we are truly capable of sinking our teeth into. After all, there is no raw, pinky flesh of time to tenderize, no chewy chocolate hours we can melt beneath our tongues. 
We spend time just to buy time, for quality time, for some leisure time, for play time. And that's all we're really doing, isn't it? Just playing time, or playing it out, replaying it, or playing with it as an imaginary friend we'll never quite get to touch. Yeah, that was The Flesh of Time by Echo Driscoll. Uh, that one really just resonated for me personally. It just playing with time, and especially in this past year where there's been a lot of time and time has kind of taken on different dimensions uh, with our reality. It's just, yeah, that one just really resonated. Yeah, there really has been a lot of time. I wonder if that was part of the reason that we were getting poems about a lot of objects, right? Objects that we're probably musing on because we're spending a lot more time sort of in a space. So things like rubber bands and pants and... Yeah, I really appreciated the creativity. And I do just want to shout out to everybody, again, the 115 submissions that we got to this call out and appreciation for people wanting to share their work and knowing that we weren't able to get everybody on air. But I loved listening to the range of emotion and a lot about relationships, like familiar relationships and friendships and um, love and nature and also some that were speaking about political themes or just some reaction to the time that we're in. Um, it really was a broad range. Yeah, well, Robin tweets, for me, poetry is the watercolor of language. Well, we're going to close out the segment here with your choice of Esther Lynn, Lim Palmer's poem, The Binding Bee. The Binding Bee. Do we wake to wither or climb high for the rounded sky? Must it be either? I've grown in stillness, letting bumblebees sip my sweet nectar and feeling their soft fur fill the hollow of my face as they wiggle with natural contentment. Here comes the rain again. Let me not turn like autumn leaves, red and brittle with age, fallen and forgotten underfoot. Let me live renewed, in evergreen glades, among the hum of bees, in the hive of bliss, they will bring. Ah, those lines, I've grown in stillness and let me live renewed. I'd say that's a lovely feeling and thought to end on. Yeah, renewal. So much talent among our listeners. And if folks want to find out the poets' names, the poems and audio of the poems that that we've aired, there will be a post on KQED Arts page that will go live in the coming days. And I want to reiterate, Ariana's thank you to the more than 100 100 poets who shared their work with us. And we wish there were more Fridays in April that we could have aired them. Our thanks to Sarah Pineda for, for making this post happen. And thank you, Ariana, for this really inspired idea. Yes. Thanks for having me on to talk about it. Forum is produced by Ariana Prail and Blanca Torres and Caroline Smith. Susan Britton is our lead producer. Our interim senior editor is Judy Campbell. Our engineers are Danny Bringer and Katie McMurrin. Our interns are Leslie Torres and Kimia Akbari. Our executive editor is Ethan Tovin Lindsay. Our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Mina Kim. Thank you for listening to Forum. Have a wonderful weekend. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio. 
and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.